The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com Writing Excuses. Season 17. Episode 22. This is Writing Excuses, establishing the ensemble. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Dan. I'm Zoraida. I'm Kayla. And I'm Howard. And we last week we talked about making sure, you know, that all your characters are different. Uh, what we want to talk about this time is making sure all of your characters matter, mm-hmm. uh, giving them equal space, equal weight, equal time, whatever it is. Uh, and so, Zoraida, we're going to throw this to you like we always do. Why is this important and how do we start? This is important because every character in your ensemble needs an equal amount of importance, right? Like it, they, they they need to share in this goal that they're going to uh, go forth and conquer. And when I start in my books, I give everybody an introduction that has to do with the big change, right? And so I feel like in a book, there's something has changed in the world. And now these people are all reacting to it. And this could be in contemporary, it could be in fantasy, sci-fi, whatever. Um, but the inciting incident, the change is now transforming every single person. Um, But before that, we get to see a a glimpse of who they are before they meet each other. Because sometimes you have ensemble casts where it's strangers coming together or uh, like the Fast and Furious movies, right? Huge ensemble. Uh, They already know each other and then you have an outsider coming in, right? And so playing up with those changes is my starting point. There's a couple of... uh cinematic examples that are, uh, that are super useful. Um, one of these is, um, the, uh, Serenity, the movie where in the first few minutes we are introduced to everybody aboard, uh, the ship and, um, and it goes, you know, very, very quickly, uh, you know, Wash says, or Wash says, you know, things are about to get interesting and uh, Mal says, what do you mean by interesting? Oh, God, oh, God, we're all going to die. And that's in two lines, we've established a little bit of relationship between those two. And this is an ensemble that's already come together, but they needed that opening that opening romp 
um, there on that planet to introduce us to them as individuals and how they function as a team. Um, the other good example uh, itself, you know, I, and I've mentioned this before as a masterclass sort of thing to study, is the first Guardians of the Galaxy, where as we are introduced to each of these characters, James Gunn is using every cinematographical tool in his toolbox to let us know that we're supposed to like these people. Um, and the example I always come back to is, um, now I've forgotten her name, uh, the green-skinned one. Zoe Gamora. Gamora. Zoe Saldana. I know, like it begins with a Z. No, it doesn't begin with a Z. Zamora. No, that's not right. Gamora. Um, when we are introduced to her, she is the only green thing in a room full of blue and black. And so even though what she is saying is very aggressive and threatening, we have been told this is the person that we like. Um, and anyway, so between those two visual examples, I have a whole toolbox of, of things that I use when I am introducing characters via prose. I recognize if I'm, if I'm introducing you to someone not in their own POV, um, but I want you to like them and they're going to be part of my ensemble. What am I doing to set them apart from the people around them? What am I doing to make you like them? What am I doing to make you interested in them? So that when we come back to them, we're like, oh yes, I'm so happy this person joined the team. Absolutely. You get a, uh, the the book that keeps coming to mind, and this is not an ensemble book, so it's it's not necessarily a good example. <laughs> but um, in Pride and Prejudice, early on, you get to meet all of the sisters. Uh, actually, maybe Little Women is a better example because that one is much closer to an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. It still is primarily about Joe, but you get to know who all of the sisters are and how they interact with each other. And you get introduced to them fairly quickly. Now, not all of them have equal space by any means, but they all in their own way are important to the story. You've got the sick one and we have to really get to like her because spoiler warning for this 200 year old book, <laughs> uh, things are not going to go well for her and that affects everybody else. Uh, one but of the reasons why does she be, <laughs> Howard. Uh, one of the no reasons please. that I love, love, love the Saoirse Ronan movie of Little Women is because uh, it gives much more weight and a little more space to, and now I can't remember her name, but the sister who's in the book kind of the snotty one uh, who gets all the stuff that Joe wants and can't have. And giving her that little bit of extra attention so we get to see things from her perspective absolutely rounds out her character and suddenly she's no longer kind of the villain of Joe's story she is just part of this ensemble who helps make everyone who they are um and so being able to give the right amount of weight and space to the characters really helps everyone come together as a unit I think it's useful when you're outlining, or even if you're not outlining, even if you're discovery writing your way into this, 
have a task list that's like, you know, character name and, you know, introduce them, describe them, uh, make us like them, aim them. You know, just four little things where you just have this in front of you so that you know I'm not, you know, meandering through their dialogue and their scene. I have four goals here, especially early in a book when I'm trying to establish an ensemble. I have to name the character. I have to make them distinctive. I have to give them a, I have to give them personality and I have to aim them at the story so that as the story unfolds through other points of view or other scenes, when that character shows up again, they show up, you know, on the vector that we expected, or if they're not on the vector that we expected, that's interesting. You know, we thought they were going to show up, you know, wearing the top hat, but no, they've turned the top hat into a gun or something. I'm making <laughs> dumb stuff up because I didn't think this out well enough see beforehand. That Do better than I'm doing, please. No, but I, 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 under, I understand what you're saying because it's, you know, we're, we're, we're tasked with making, yes, okay, we, we, we have protagonists and supporting protagonists and they're all working together for a common goal. They all have their own voice and you've done all of that work. And so now how do we introduce them in a way that becomes memorable in a way that says like, I want to see more of this person. I want to see their point of view or I want to see them in the scene. Um, and, and the, the really rich part to me when I have multiple groups of people is getting them alone together. Um, like, so breaking them up into smaller groups and seeing how those dynamics play around. Um, I just finished binging the expanse, uh, TV show. And, and the way that they introduce every single character, they, I immediately wanted them all to be friends. And as the seasons progressed, <laughs> I wanted them, like, if they, if they were not in a, there was like one season where they weren't together all the time. I was like, where are they? Why aren't they together? Please get them <laughs> back on the Rostinante as soon as possible. <laughs> and that's the feeling that I want readers to have when they walk into a story. It's like, get my people back here. Yeah, I yeah. think it was so, the second season of Stranger Things, I think, had the same sort of problem where our ensemble had been broken up and they were in different places. And yeah, sure, they come back together at the end. Maybe it was season, th I don't know what season it was. But the point is, it was I was enjoying the season, but I was angry that I didn't have my ensemble for so much of it. Hmm. Hey writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So our book of the week this week is actually mine. It is Ghost Station. Uh, This is my Cold War spy novel. It's about cryptographers in Berlin in 1961. Uh, Very paranoid and... uh, and uh, anyway, but <laughs> the when I submitted this, uh, the editor who bought it, their very first uh, comment was, we need to fill out this ensemble better. Uh, a lot of it is workplace. Uh, he works in a listening station in West Berlin, and there's several other spies there, uh, you know, v- whether they are cryptographers or surveillance people or, or whatever they are. Um, and his main note for me was, we need to get to know all of these people better. And he was absolutely right. It made the book much, much better, uh, to spend more time with that group and get to know them because, uh, it gave more chances for friendly banter. It gave more chances for suspicious things to be dropped. It gave more chances for the main character to feel nervous and self-conscious because of the things he didn't want people to discover. Um, And all of that came together so well because we got to know all of those characters. So it, it, I didn't plan it as an ensemble book, uh, but the editor helped make it into one and that made it much better. So ghost station uh, by Dan Wells. We just got a print edition of this out. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, So hooray. Yeah. Go buy that. Excellent. Yay. Buy the book. So, um, (laughs) How does that work for the rest of you? Uh, knowing who the characters are and helping the reader to know who the characters are um, really improves everything about the ensemble. Uh, how do we do that? How does that, first of all, let's ask the question, why? Why does getting to know the characters really, really well affect uh, the story and affect the interaction? I think it's because once everybody has established personalities, you have sort of, you have an endless opportunity for different character dynamics and interactions. You have somebody who can make a mistake. You have somebody who can keep everybody on task. You have somebody who like, they, they might have nefarious things, you know, they might be playing both sides and, and, you know, it's very vague because I'm not picking a genre to go with it, but, um, 
the as the more you know about a character, the more you can utilize them. Like Howard said, right? Like it's it's like aiming a gun, aiming something, and and mm-hmm. and training them to to do the thing that they are there for on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like very. The, fir- oh, go ahead, Kayla. I was going to say that the the more familiar you are with anything, the more you like it. It's like being a chef when you know how everything works. You're able to start combining things and seeing them and seeing all the different possibilities for new combinations, for fusions, et cetera. Um, I actually think that's something that the MCU does super well. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I was really curious how they were going to set that up and how they were going to explore new character dynamics. Like I never expected Yondu and Rocket Raccoon to have like one of the most emotionally moving storylines in film to me. Like I was like, I did not expect (laughs) a blue man and a raccoon to make me cry, but they did. (laughs) But that's because they knew these characters so well that they knew that they were really similar and they wanted to explore that, that there was an opportunity there. And I loved how they did that. Um, that's one of the things that like I'm most interested in, in ensembles is how, like I call it sandpaper is how, when you know them well, you can pair them together and you know exactly how to get the right angle on it so that they're scraping in a way that's interesting, that's sanding them both down into something new, but is also getting a lot of interesting friction, uh, a lot of interesting conflict for the reader. That's something I love to do in my books. Even the very, I was just reading this last night, the very first Superman comic book. And in fact, I think it's the very first line of dialogue we get from Superman. He is a jerk. <laughs> he's he's carrying this woman who is tied up and he leaps to safety and sets her down and uh, says, uh, I don't have time to untie you, attend to it yourself. And then he jumps away to go do other stuff. Okay, that's our <laughs> first introduction to Superman. Now, this was, depending on how you feel about the creators of Superman, and they were young guys who learned a lot about writing, whatever, none of it matters. Um, this was sloppy because she's actually the bad guy, but Superman doesn't know it yet. And so Ooh. him dissing, sort of, you know, discomforting this person who the writers knew was actually a bad guy is fine, but we don't know it. And my point here is that when somebody says something, if it's something that's going to rub the reader the wrong way, if they're insulting someone or being mean or whatever, if you give us another character who has an opinion about that, you can tell us how to feel. You know, if she'd had a thought bubble, and this would be dumb, but if she'd had a Mm -hmm. thought bubble, bubble like, you know, he's being so mean to me, does he know that I'm really the murderer? Okay, don't do that. <laughs> that, would, that would totally make the line okay from Superman because maybe Superman does know. Um, and, and so that's that's one of the things that I think about is that anytime I'm introducing these characters, anytime I'm trying to define them, I make sure that they say a thing and that somebody else has an opinion about it that helps inform how I want the reader to feel about it. Yeah. We are going to end with that and have some homework. What we want you to do this week is to pick an ensemble work that you like. This could be a book. This could be a movie. This could be a TV show. Uh, Maybe you want to do Community or Star Trek or Little Women or whatever it is. Identify each member of the ensemble 
and why they are important and why the story could not be told without them. Not just it's fun to have Drax in this movie because of X, Y, and Z, but specifically, why would this movie not work without Drax? Do that for every character of the ensemble and uh, see what you can learn about it. Anyway, this is Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Brandon, Howard, Dan, me, Mary Robinette, and a few special guests are going to go write this September on the big group Writing Excuses cruise. We'd love for you to join us. See writingexcusesretreat.com for details and for information on other upcoming in-person events. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.